You guys are so encouraging. Thank you. <laughs> you, are, you guys are so encouraging. This is this has really been a, a wonderful. You've been a wonderful group to uh, interact with. Uh, you really have. Is, is that too loud? It's good. All right. <clears throat> it's so. Ah, there we go. In our last episode, <laughs> we discovered <laughs> that the amazing truth, which most of you already know, but it's still good to just be uh, captivated by, that that we are His glory, we are His beloved, we are God's, we are carriers of His glory, and we are His beloved, and He is changing us from glory to glory. <laughs> as we become more and more like Jesus with the with with the with the um, the truth that uh, Jesus has prayed to the Father that we would be given the glory that Father God gave Jesus that we may be one even as he and the Father are one that is mind blowing don't you think <laughs> that's that's that is glorious, and and part of the way that happens we find in Second Corinthians three eighteen. But we with all we but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. That means just like Him, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit. Of the Lord. Wow. 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 With unveiled face. So, that means unashamed, doesn't it? We're taking the veil. We're, we're, we don't have to wear a veil. We don't have to hide. We get to be authentically, vulnerably who we are. And look into his eyes, and he looks into ours. There's something very important they found even with brain science, with, with little babies. At some point, when, when they're able to actually focus, little babies will look for a face. We are wired <laughs> to look for his face, biologically and spiritually. Baby will look for a face who is happy to be with them. And you can't fake that. You can't put on a... Um, the baby can tell whether it's a camera smile or, or, or the real thing. The baby's looking for the real thing, just like... And we are all looking for the real thing. <laughs> in the eyes and especially it turns out that there's a way that um, there's a circuit that's formed left the left eye of the baby and the left eye of the mother which connects the, the right brain right there's uh, the left side is connected to, to the other side to the right brain and there's a circuit that happens of joy <laughs> between the, between the mother or whoever is the one who's happy to see the baby and the baby and, and they've actually found that 
uh, a healthy mother's brain will uh, be imprinted on the baby's brain. The baby will start forming a, a mir- an, 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 uh, uh, in their own brain a mirror of, of what the mother's brain is as far as emotions, as far as emotions, including joy. So there's even a biological basis. So I, I do encourage you, those of you especially who can see Jesus' face, Jesus' eyes, uh, to look in his eyes and receive his joy and allow that connection with him to continue to transform you. And for some of us, I have a hard time seeing. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for my imagination to be restored and healed fully. But I, I, still, I still seek and connect my heart with his heart even though I'm not seeing the, the, the images yet, the visuals yet. But if you can, take advantage of that. So, we are being transformed from glory to glory, which takes us to the blazing fire core value of seeing the treasures. The treasures are the expressions of the light of the experiential glory of God shining in the face of Yeshua. His eyes of love shining this light into our hearts. And so now we reveal his glory in manifold ways. So may we have eyes to see (laughs) and hearts to perceive. Part of that is seeing the treasures in one another. It's one of our core values. Causing each other to soar into our destinies. We value each person as a child of God. We affirm the destiny of each prince and princess in the kingdom. We hear Father God's loving affirmation towards others and speak out his heart to them. We choose to bless and not curse using our words to speak life not death and we father and mother people in the spirit so they can see themselves the way that God sees them wow can you feel that <laughs> i just i'm just feeling the pleasure of our father over just going through just reading those words can you feel that just let just receive his pleasure over you <laughs> he's saying yes that's my daughter yes that's my son and we're and in our hearts in return saying yes papa we get to be just like you <laughs> that's the desire of every every child with a healthy relationship with their father isn't it I want to be like you dad I want to be like you mom yeah yeah <clears throat> you're right it's um it's in your it's in your notes Okay, from last time, from last Tuesday. I am sorry. The ways of royalty, grace, and glory. I apologize for not bringing that up. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So it's it's in the notes. I I hand out extensive notes. Um, <laughs> Cause, 
because I, I really want you to be able to be present and, and listen and take it in and know, okay, it's already there, so I, I don't have... You can, you know, scribble little things on the margins and stuff if that's helpful. Yes, Christine. Donna and Art, we need extras. Could okay, we'll 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 send send forth. Thank you, Christy. We should have some extras. They, sometimes there's in the in the table in the back too. You might look there, but it's been a week. It's been a week. Yes. So we should be on page five. Sound good? We are there. We are. You only have to page four. Did we not pass out the rest last time? Okay, so um, sounds like some folks need the rest of the story. Okay, so we'll get some more. Thank you, Ellen. <clears throat> Administration is important. So, so part of how we see the treasures is we get to be a prophetic people. One of my favorite scriptures, 1 Corinthians 14, 1-3. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, say on the other hand, on the other hand, very, very good. The one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Yeah. This is in your notes. But if all prophesy and an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed. And so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. So that's, that's the kind of prophecy I'd like to see more of. I would say that that's more than words, wouldn't you? That, that, that's, when that happens, there's, there's a spirit-to-spirit connection. And that person's spirit starts resonating with the Spirit of God. And it goes past all the filters of their, of their logical, rational mind and hits, hits something deep inside. So that's, that's, that's part of what we're called to do, is to call forth the treasures and actually speak the vibrations of heaven. <laughs> which come from our voice and also just from our own spirit I believe in our mouth yes our mouth and our eyes that's right in our eyes the eye gate that's right wow <laughs> so let's just do that so we give the Holy Spirit permission to do that through us <laughs> the Holy Spirit we love your word. And, uh, and I, I ask for myself and everyone here for a greater power 
to prophesy in a way that undoes people and draws them to you. <laughs> and and I just, we, we also all agree that even if it's inconvenient, <laughs> that, that we will value what you're doing more than our own agenda. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, Holy Spirit, we ask for the power that you have. It's already at work in us to, to prophesy in such a way that the secrets of people's hearts are revealed and they are undone by your Spirit. They are drawn, they are drawn to the, the one who created and loves them. And we also, we also agree that even if it's inconvenient, that we will pay attention to what you're doing more than our own agendas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 My sense is that for many of us, um, the portal <laughs> of heaven over you has just gotten wider. <laughs> frequencies. We're tuning, tuning, yeah, tuning us to the frequencies of heaven. Thank you, thank you, Donna, for sharing that. So along this line, I want to talk about a reality that we are all, all of us who belong to, G- to Jesus, we are all a royal priesthood. And what that means, I want to unpack that some. First Peter 2, 9, the word says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. He said those words originally to to who? To the Jews, didn't he? Yes, they they were and are his special people, his chosen people. And now we have been grafted in (laughs) to to Abraham's family line, into, into that olive tree, and we get the same benefits. And not only that, we now have the Holy Spirit, <laughs> which is a whole new thing for, 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 uh, for, for a whole people to be carrying his Holy Spirit, isn't it? One thing that wasn't allowed in the Old Covenant was 
a mixing of king and priest wasn't okay, was it? Except for one guy. Yes. Melchizedek. That's right. Who was, who was a, a, uh, a symbolic for uh, understanding of who? Jesus. That's right. And Jesus is a high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. You can see that in the book of Hebrews. Melchizedek means king of righteousness. And he was also the king of Salem, which means king of peace. King of righteousness and king of peace. And he was also a high priest. So in Jesus, there's a, there is a joining of both king and priest. And because we are in Yeshua... And he is in us. We are a royal priesthood. <laughs> I, I love how you're letting this sink in. I love that. That means so much to me. That you're not here just to get information, but you're here to be transformed. Your, your, your connection with, with Papa, with, with Yeshua, with Holy Spirit is, is where you're focused. I can see that. I can feel that. And I'm so grateful. <laughs> and I just encourage those folks who are watching this video to also just make that your primary focus. Is that connection and letting the Holy Spirit reveal and touch you as we go through this material. So priests have two major roles. One is to minister to God on behalf of themselves and the people, offering gifts and sacrifices. This is, again, the, old, old, uh, the model we see in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament. And the other, even then, was to minister to people on behalf of God. Blessing, teaching, reconciling, healing. These were all priestly responsibilities and functions, even, even back then. And these are our privilege today, to minister to God through worship and adoration and obedience, giving him all of who we are. That's one of our priestly roles. And also to minister to God's people through blessing them with words and gestures that are motivated by his heart for them. And here is how God directed the priests of Aaron's, Aaron's line, excuse me, to bless. It's one of my favorite things. So in the previous slide, you, you noticed that the priest was doing this. See that down there in the bottom? And, and some of them, some of the, there's even some, um, like, gravestones and things like that that actually are like that and does this look familiar to anybody <laughs> live long and prosper well guess what William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy are, are Jews they have Jewish background I wonder whether there's a connection there <clears throat> so, so I'm going to um, I'm going to speak his, this blessing over you. You ready? So receive. Get, rece- get ready to receive. <laughs> and, the, 
And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, Oh, the Lord bless you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. And thus they shall put my name. God is saying, thus they shall put my name on the children of Israel. And I will bless them. You want that again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Two more times. Whoa, two more times. <laughs> so when, when it says the Lord in caps in most Bibles, you know what that really means? It, it, it means it's, the, it's a tetragrammaton. Uh, yud Hey vav Hey, which uh, many people have translated as Yahweh. But the, the Jewish people do not say it because they feel it's, it would be, it, it, they're in danger of, of, if they say it wrong, then they're, they're blaspheming the name of the Lord. So they don't say it out loud. They say Adonai instead of Yahweh or Yehovah. But I'm going to say Yahweh over you, okay? <laughs> wow. So Yahweh bless you and keep you Yahweh make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom We are also empowered to bless, aren't we? That is one of one of our privileges, and one of the ways that we can be expressions of our heavenly Father is to speak blessing. Hmm, thank you for receiving. Thank you for receiving. I think I'm going to ask, is that, did anyone have an experience when you received a blessing that you'd like to share? If you did, just raise your hand. Okay, I see, I see um, Cheryl. I see Cheryl and Marilyn. And I just felt like when you, when you did that, it just went right through me. And wow. Uh, just Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it was just really powerful. Yeah. That's really good. Thank you, Cheryl. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Uh, is that, are you raising your hand, Christy? Okay, Christy's raising her hand. Well, I feel like the Lord, um, the shalom, the, the peace, like the peace is so... Um, so heavy I almost want to go to sleep take a nap you know just just that heaviness of, of the Lord yes yes thank you thank you both for sharing that thank, thank you everyone else for receiving what he was giving you so you, you may have noticed when I spoke that blessing I spoke it with confidence <laughs> because I know he wants to bless <sighs> 
And I know that because of who he is in me, that blessing can be powerful. It can be life-changing. And I just, I want to really encourage each of you to believe that blessing is not just a nice thing. It's a powerful thing. It's a life-changing thing. <laughs> did, did you want to share something too? Just a second. Well, they, we want to make sure that the folks on the... The folks at home, the folks at home get to hear this too. Thank you for waiting. Thank you, Donna. Uh, when you when you did the blessing, you could feel the light shoot out, and then when she uh, said what she received, I felt it shoot back. So it's like it's wow. going it's going zoom 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 zoom, 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 and it kind of reminded me of the uh, Indiana Jones, you know, the shoo, the light shooting out. Yes. Thank you. And Art, go ahead, Art. What she was saying, uh, I had gotten this just prior to what she said. <laughs> when you release what you release, it goes out, but then it comes back to you. In, a, in, such, a way, in such a way that it prolongs your life. Mm. Whoa. Wow. Aha. That's it good. That's good. That's good. Thank you, Art. I received that for all of you. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, is there a consensus there? One more time. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. So Yahweh bless you. Yahweh blesses you and keeps you. Yahweh, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yahweh, lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. Wow. Mm. And give you shalom. His shalom. And may he put his name, his names, in even greater ways than ever before upon each of you. His names, his nature, his authority, his goodness upon you and through you to many, many, many others. the light <laughs> the light of the one who is light is shining upon you and is shining from you because he is in you and you are carriers of his glory
And if you're receiving, keep receiving. I'm going to continue on. But keep receiving. Other priestly functions include teaching people about God and his ways, acting as ministers of reconciliation, reconciling people to God through Jesus, and bringing healing and well-being to the people of God and the people he's reaching out to, right? All the prodigals, not just people who are now know they're his, but the ones he's calling home. What are you receiving, Lonnie? It just hit you. Yeah. The weight of it. The weight of it. And that's that's another word for glory, right? Is kavod, which is a which is this uh, weightiness, this substance. So I thank you for for the the weightiness, the substance of glory that that you're touching people with right now. Just hold out your hands and receive it. Part of that weight, that substance, is so that you know that you represent Him. Some of us can be afraid we're going to mess up, but he's already taken care of that, hasn't he? <laughs> Through Jesus. He's now saying, I'm trusting you with more of who, who I am and who you are in me. And how else will the people in this world know? Unless they experience both my love and my glory. Wow. receiving I'm going to continue on to keep receiving if you're there that connection with him is more important than anything I have to say
So there's the priestly side, and I want to talk about the royal side. We have royal authority to set the captives free. We are part of the king's family. Daughters and sons, princes and princesses. So we have greater authority and favor than any priest of Aaron's line. We have royal authority to war against spiritual strongholds so that the captives are set free. And the treasures that have been hidden in darkness are brought forth into the light. And we don't do that by rebuking or reviling heavenly, heavenly cosmic beings, right? We talked about that. But we, we carry his authority to, and we ask him to rebuke them and we follow his direction. And in that we reveal his manifold wisdom to the powers and principalities, thrones and dominions. Wow. <laughs> it just get thicker again here. <laughs> wow. Fire. And here is an example of what God empowers royalty to do. This is in Isaiah 45 from the Message Bible. God's message to his anointed to Cyrus, whom he took by the hand to give the task of taming the nations, of terrifying their kings. God gave him free reign, no restrictions. I'll go ahead of you, clearing and paving the road. I'll break down bronze city gates, smash padlocks, kick down barred entrances. I'll lead you to buried treasure secret caches of valuables confirmations that it is in fact I God the God of Israel who calls you by your name my understanding is is that God gave this prophecy to Isaiah a hundred years before Cyrus and they showed this prophecy to him and this was part of why he was willing to allow the return and the rebuilding. Wow. Wow. So this is a royal prerogative, isn't it? A royal empowerment. Now, what are the true buried treasures? What are the treasures in darkness? They are the ones that Papa loves, aren't they? The the ones who were created in his image. As princes and princesses of our Father's kingdom, we are empowered and called to administer his government, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what the kingdom is in, in, encapsulated, isn't it? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. We are called to comfort, restore, and rebuild that which has been ravaged by evil. <laughs> there he goes again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm going to read that one. I think he likes that. I'm going to read that one again. We are called to comfort, restore, and rebuild that which has been ravaged by evil. Are you feeling powerful today? Yeah. 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 
And here's a verse from Isaiah 61. To comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy. Remember that joy? There it is again. The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of Yahweh, that he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the ruined cities. Mm. Mm. I'm sensing that for some of you, uh, that's been a passion inside. to To see that which has been desolate restored to to better than ever before the human beings and even the places they dwell yeah I just want to take a moment to uh, point out that he's not waiting until I do not believe that he's waiting until until the millennium for his people to do this. <laughs> I think we need it now. <laughs> and, and of the increase of his government and his shalom, there shall be no end. So that means we're, he's not waiting and we're, and we're not to wait. For some by, day by and by when everything's perfect. And, and, shalom. and shalom. All the aspects of shalom. All the aspects. Well-being. Health. Everything about, everything about shalom. Peace. Yes, it's much bigger than just an absence of conflict, isn't it? It's a big word. It's a big word. He's a big God. Mm. Mm. So let's just do this. Um, it, it, how about if we just say, God, if there's any way I've been, I've been w- waiting for some by and by for these things to happen. I, I repent and I'm willing to be part of what you want to do now. Is, would that be good? You want to do that? Wow. So, So, so Father, so Papa, thank you that you call us your children. Thank you that you call us a royal nation, a holy people, and that you have plans for us in this life. And we repent for any way we've assumed that the good stuff is waiting until the millennium and beyond. And uh, we want to reveal your goodness now. We want to be part of the restoration that you want to do in this season, in this era, in, with, in our life. Wow. Wow. And we accept the royal authority as part of our identity. 
to give beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness that that your beloved would grow up strong like trees of righteousness a planting of yours that you may be glorified in their glory <laughs> in their beauty and that the and that the desolate places will be rebuilt and restored you said in the book of acts that you talked about Jesus whom heaven must keep until the restoration of all things so thank you that we his bride on the earth is part of the restoration of all things preparing uh, preparing for Jesus to return wow wow And have you say, uh, I am part of the restoration of all things. Are you ready? I am part of the restoration of all things. asking are you feeling weight if you are and you can't raise your hand just nod your head <laughs> there's a few folks there are some folks that raise their hands too fire fire on your fire fire okay who else has fire Lonnie has fire Norma has fire oh, fire Bill has fire okay I, I think we should um, I, pardon wait Pardon? Okay, so I think I'm just thinking rather than just ignoring this. Thank you, Donna. Is it okay, Lonnie? <laughs> I get the two thumbs up from Lonnie. Okay, I just like um, everyone to kind of be around the outside, come out, and then we're gonna have people with fire on their hands to come and just impart that. All right. <clears throat> so, in preparation for being able to see the treasures. There's, we've often found there it's good to, to ask God to remove anything that's in the way of seeing the treasures. Um, Jesus said, you know, take the plank out of your own eye, <laughs> even before you try and take the speck out of someone else. But it, it applies also to seeing the treasures as well. If we often have um, grids um, that that hinder that, so we're gonna we're gonna invite the Holy Spirit to come and help us with that. I promise I won't hurt very much. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. So, one of them, one of the issues is the older brother syndrome. This is from the story of the prodigal. Luke, I'm reading from Luke 15. It's in your notes on page 7. But he, the older brother, became angry and was not willing to go in. Remember, this is the prodigal, goes, you know, spends the money, comes to his senses, decides, it'd be better to be a servant at my dad's house than be feeding pigs here and not being able to even eat what I'm feeding them. So he's coming home, and uh, his father is just is scanning the horizon, and when he sees him, he hitches up his robes and runs out. Right? Remember that? But when he tries to bring the older brother in for the party, he won't come in. Um, but he, the older brother, became angry 
and was not willing to go in. And his father came out and began pleading with him. And he answered and said to his father, Look, for so many years I have been serving you, and I have never neglected a command of yours. And yet, you have never given me a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours... Nothing about his being his brother. This son of yours came who has devoured your wealth with prostitutes. You killed the fatted calf for him. He feels like there's been some injustice here, hasn't he? Doesn't he? Yeah. And the father said to him, son, you have always been with me and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice for this brother of yours was dead and has begun to live and was lost and has been found. Like the older brother, we are often competing with our brothers and sisters instead of loving them. How many of you have siblings in the natural? This is about everybody. Uh, and how many of you remember um, just being really intent on making sure that you were treated fairly and they didn't get a bigger piece of, of pie or they did <laughs> or that you were you want everything to be exactly equal and if it wasn't you'd fight over it. <laughs> Is that resonating with anybody? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Saw that in my, my children too as they were growing up. So it starts it starts early, doesn't it? <laughs> this this competition starts early. It's very deeply rooted in most of us. We are convinced, sadly, that if our brother and sister is blessed, then there will be less for us. It's the fixed pie theory, right? If, if you get more pie, that means there's less pie for me. Or more cake, if you're a cake person. I'm a pie person myself. <laughs> but we are to treat each other as Jesus treats us. I love this from the message, Ephesians 5. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring out the best out of her dressing her in dazzling white silk radiant with holiness and that is how husbands ought to love their wives they are really doing themselves a favor since they are already one in marriage and the same applies to us with our brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus loves us by going all out for us he doesn't hold back And we are, we are all uni- in union, uh, the body of, of the bride of Jesus, aren't we? So he's loving all of us. Nobody's left out of his love. Being family means helping to love our brothers and sisters to life. That's part of this important part of what, what we're called to do is loving each other back to life. 
Because some of us, especially when we first come in, are pretty shut down, aren't we? It takes a while for that love to penetrate enough for us to start opening up. For some of us, it takes decades, but hopefully less time than that. But we, need, we, we all need to be loved back to life, don't we? Uh, unconditional love.